Hello, welcome back again. Wednesday. Wednesday. How good is this? Hump day. Hump day. Absolutely. It's a hump day and, and we, you know what this means. And we hope this episode helps you get through this hump. Well, I hope it does as well because Callum Mann talks about some pretty special things with his hardship. Yeah. What's what's some of the things that you really got away from this hardship? This was probably one of the best conversations I think I've had on the podcast. And that's that's same some. Because it was really special for me to really break down what it means to struggle with depression mm. and struggle with suicidal ideation and those thoughts that sometimes creep up on us. I think Callum articulated himself so perfectly and just so empathetically that we were able to have a really open and honest conversation about depression that really led to, I think, some really beautiful ideas and thoughts about what you can do when someone you love so much is struggling and how you can really be there for them, not just check up on them, because that's not enough anymore, I don't think. I think too much it gets said, check up on your mates. But really what the most important thing is, is when your friend is going through a really tough time, their hardship, you've got to spend some really quality meaningful time with them that's special it is very damn special good advice so today's hardship with Callum man hope you enjoy ciao for now welcome to the triple h podcast where we embrace vulnerability and encourage authenticity as we have meaningful conversations with the people in our lives we're your hosts dan and jed and we hope you enjoyed this episode Now rolling on to the middle H of the pod, the hardship, which is kind of, I like to put it, I put it in the middle when we were kind of creating it and that's how it was taught to me, but I think yeah. it's a really nice way to sit. Yeah. Like right in the can. middle, you sit with it. You have this really yeah. high hero. The hardship's really tough sometimes yeah. to talk about and can be really heavy. And then we kind of bring it back up to the hero, yeah. uh, the highlight, sorry, and kind of riff on that. So it's a nice roller coaster. Yeah. Sandwich That's, it with positivity. Sure. Yeah. Naturally. That's I good. always call it the, the meaty part of the sandwich yeah. and I say yeah, it way yeah. too much, but I'm glad you <laughs> said it. But Callum, I know we've, we've talked a little bit about it and I have a fair understanding. And, and why I was half the reason I was so keen was one, obviously because you were keen to jump on. Yeah. So we love that. But two, the fact that you wanted to chat about something important to you and something. One thing I'm really passionate about because I, I really respect the climate and the environment that we're recording in and we're recording in Adelaide, South Australia, which it's super easy for these amazing stories to kind of get lost and kind of get lost in a way of life and get lost at East End Cellars like we were talking <laughs> yeah, about and just all that sort of same sameness. And I, and I think it's really special when someone like yourself is willing to come out and, and cut through with something that really matters and really hit a big community that I feel like you will with your hardship. So if you feel comfortable, please let us know. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this was definitely a big part of reaching out was, and particularly for the timing that we're doing this was we're approaching the fourth anniversary of my hardship. Yeah. And I just thought it was a good, a good timing and it's sort of, I've now had a lot of time four years to sort of deal with it. And I feel like it's a really nice way to sort of close the chapter, not on the event itself. It's still going to be something that I'll carry with me and, and that's fine. That's great. It'll be, yeah, part of who I am, part of, made me who I am um but as far as the sort of maybe the pain and unease that I have with it and the way that it constantly kind of affected me over the course of the four years I feel like it's definitely a good opportunity just to yeah sort of close the chapter so my hardship initially was when a really close friend of mine Eric um killed himself in 20 2018 back end of 2018 
he had been dealing with um, depression for a, a, a fair bit of time, uh, something that he both did and didn't include us with. Uh, when I say us, kind of the sort of core group of um, friends that we had uh, sort of through the back end of school and and sort of going into uni and that time where you'd maybe get the odd message where you'd go, oh, boys, by the way, like really feeling, really feeling down, don't feel like I'm doing this with my life or whatever it might be or I had an attempt or these sorts of things. And eventually that, that, that culminated in him, yes, taking his own life and that was when we were, most of that group, would have, we were all 19 I think, yeah, I think he was, it was two weeks before his 20th birthday. So yeah, most of us were, were 19, turning 20. I think all of his family, except for one cousin, were in Korea. So a lot of the sort of immediate reaction kind of fell on us as a group. And that sort of dealing with that at that age, with that level of responsibility, a lot of it we probably took on willingly and voluntarily, but really did just sort of feel like it was thrust upon us while the family sort of made arrangements to get over here. And then um, there was the funeral within, I think within a week. It was like really, really quick, maybe even a few days. I think it was the Wednesday or the Thursday and then the funeral was on the Saturday. And then we had a sort of birthday celebration of life when his birthday was meant to be the following week. So it was kind of just so much in that short space of time. And um, sort of when that first, when he first started mentioning it, it was something I'd kind of felt quite similar to him. A lot of the things he was describing, be that sort of no real motivation or energy to do things, um, feeling like he was maybe wasting his potential a little bit, felt like he peaked a little bit in school. A lot of those sort of like, yeah, when he was talking about depression and all those sorts of things and having suicidal thoughts, not really spoke about that much. Um, that probably came up a limited amount of times. And a lot of that I was like really resonating and then I messaged him being like, hey dude, like I've, I've been through that. Like I, I totally get you. But then my mindset was after that conversation I had with him was no, it's fine. Like I feel the same way he does and I'm not going to do anything. So he's not going to do anything. And then when he did, my mindset changed from we felt the same way. He did that. Maybe that's what I need to do. It seems like that's now a viable solution to what I'm dealing with, to how I'm feeling. From there that, sort of really emphasised my sort of depression and that really kind of started my journey with, with depression and, and suicidal ideation was the, um, the diagnosis that the, the GP and then the first psych that I saw gave, which depression I think we all kind of know about, but suicidal ideation is the sort of wanting to not be alive without having a sort of concrete plan on how you're going to actually do it. Um, so that was kind of me for from yeah from around when eric passed in in 2018 pretty much right through to i would say suicidal ideation probably until end of last year maybe was the last kind of little bit burst it wasn't it's not something that was always consistent for me the yeah the suicidal part definitely it wasn't all the time the depression was a bit more constant but it would be like maybe once every few months and i would kind of track it of okay it's been a few months um, i must be fine and then it would happen and then because you think you've beaten it it's kind of you go you kicks you down a bit further because you've, you've not beaten it and you're dealing with it again. But I think, yeah, I, I can I can very happily say that, yeah, probably November, maybe December last year was kind of like the last time that happened and then huge mind shift, mindset shift this year has um, has really helped 
and the, the depression as well i think is is more or less behind me like i think i've down days like everybody else but as a as an actual diagnosis or a genuine thing i think that's i'm, I'm quite confident it's that's behind me so i'd say that's probably the the big spiel but yeah that would be that would be my hardship thanks for sharing of course man that's why we're here yeah yeah all about sharing and personally that hits me as well yeah. so a bit of my story as yeah. well so yeah, thank yeah. you for that suicidal ideation is something i've definitely struggled with a yeah. lot and and ideas of depression, but on those down days. But I think, how would you? How did you feel like you kind of came to that mindset mindset shift? Sorry, as into yeah, to into now, this year and, and this now year. And so yeah. essential. Like I saw the way that it affected people around me, particularly in relationships, and that's you know the sort of previous two that I had, where it wasn't always a direct thing. But if I'm down, I heavily relied on on yeah on my girlfriend to basically be the be the person that brings me back up and I think I was really blessed that they were able to do that and that's something I'm incredibly grateful for but end of um end of last year when I broke up with my previous girlfriend I kind of realized well okay no this needs to be my responsibility for any future relationships I cannot be relying on on anybody other than other than myself I can lean on other people and I'm gonna have people that can support me but it has to be something I'm able to do by myself because you're not always going to have someone there they might have their own things that they're going through or just not have the time when I need them. You know, they could be on holiday. They could be uni, work, whatever it is. You're not always going to have somebody else available. The only person you've got all the time is yourself. Yeah, and you don't have that person bringing you up when you're down. Yeah. And yeah. that consistency that you feel like you need to feel yeah, good. exactly. So, you know, that's that's something that you kind of – it's probably a learned behaviour as well. Like, I don't think it was a deliberate thing that I went into going, okay, girlfriend's going to be able to pick me up. Yeah, no, you just – But yeah. they do. Yeah, well, yeah, they, yeah. They certainly – they certainly did and it kind of then becomes almost habitual of almost particularly to begin with I think it was completely subconsciously of it's it's they can and it's so funny as well like you kind of I don't know I have these thoughts now sometimes as well but like that idea of like oh well at least someone loves me yeah like 100%, you just kind of go like yeah. oh well like oh at least I got a girlfriend yeah like I might want to kill myself but yeah. at least someone likes me yeah exactly and like <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong I'd like the, yeah. the best best support from from family no of course of well course but nothing friends. nothing compares it's a different yeah it's a completely different thing for sure um so yeah like at the start of at the start of this year I, I essentially set myself two goals and that was sort out mental health because it'd been you know four years yeah and I'd seen the effect it had over four years and I look back four years to where I was and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You need to just sort this out. So that was, that was number one thing. And then we're talking earlier about both doing, doing law at our own pace. Hmm. And, um, I decided, okay, so finish, finish uni this year. Oh, finish it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, get it done. So those are the two things. And I just thought everything else is a bonus. Yeah. There's been so many great bonuses already. And, um, but I think just having those two things is just the key focus. And then I think that makes it so much easier just to stay on top of things and you don't have half as much dread or stress because you're like, okay, that, this isn't my main All that matters focus. is this, yeah. yeah. So yeah. don't get me wrong, I'm probably doing much better at, at uni. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, mixing with my friends and relationships and, you know, family. I'm doing all that so much better without worrying about it because my main focus is those two things. Yeah. Particularly I've noticed at work, like I'm just so much more focused, I'm – Look, I'm still not the, the quickest out of bed in the morning, but yeah, there's still a few. Yeah, there's yeah, still yeah. a few rushed, um, you know, showers Mornings, and, yeah. and straight to the um, skipping breakfast, all that kind of stuff. But it's better than it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, I used to 
yeah, there's times in the last few years where it's like really huge, huge, huge struggle to just get out of bed, do that first yeah. thing. But now it's, you know, there's that, um, there was that Pete Davidson interview that floated around for a bit where he was like talking about how he like tricks his mind into not being depressed. It's like, okay, I know I need to just go outside and get some sun, go for a walk and then I'm fine. It's like, I know, I know I have my steps mm. and even on the bad days, yeah, you can kind of hack to just pretending you're fine. Exactly. And it's like learning to live with that experience yeah. and learning to live with this disease. Yeah, exactly. And look, it's not, it's, I mean, I'm sitting here as if I have, as if it is something that's behind me. There's every chance that it'll creep back in and that's fine. And that's life well. and it's about yeah. staying on top of it and, and continuing yeah, your. You're going to have your, your down days, your down moments, your rough patches, all these sorts of things. But I think for me, it's just it's a really important thing that if you have your rough patch, it's not everything is in a rough patch. You know, it's okay, maybe it's, yeah. it's not going so well, but stay on top as much as you can stay on top of. Yeah, yeah. Because if you let everything go, everything spiraling out of control, yep. it gets so much worse. And that's how it goes from maybe a, a two out of 10 to a negative five out of 10. Yeah. What is going on? What, post losing your close friend, Eric, Yeah. what was then for you and those feelings, did you potentially reach out more to those closer to you in that friendship group? Like, yeah. So did you, yeah. Cause obviously like it was kind of like, lost his very close friend and, and her horrifically hard thing and, and would have really hit the group of yeah. friends so heavily, but then it, it, it kind of spur you potentially to actually, Hey, I need to reach out. Definitely. Definitely. And I think I've, I've always been more than happy to reach out and, and chat about things. I think I definitely held back maybe the extent of kind of where I was at, particularly when Eric was super fresh because it just, it felt, almost inappropriate to be like, oh, I'm going to go through that. Yeah. yeah. You know, but you know, people, people certainly knew and um, they were all fantastic about it. Like literally every single person that was around me was, was excellent. And I'm incredibly grateful for, you know, it's even, even little things like, um, I remember at the funeral, which we, again, like we'd done the bulk of the organizing as far as letting people know, because we were talking earlier about the sort of private school yeah. community yeah, circles, yeah, yeah. like everyone everyone knew Eric. Yeah. And he was just, he was one of those guys that was just absolutely full of life. And if you met him once, you knew him. Like he was, yeah. he was going to be, it wasn't, you know, you can meet some people at a party and then you meet them the second time and you feel like you've just met them for the first time. Yeah. You keep meeting them for the first time. But sure. I feel like he was one of those people you met once, even if it was brief, you, you know, so many people I know will randomly go, I met him once, but look at this snap memory I have with him. Like yeah. they have something. Thank fun. Yeah. So when we were sort of organizing things, it was just really just getting word out. And um, I remember at the at the funeral itself, we made a really big deal of like welcoming and thanking everyone for coming. Yeah. Which at the beginning was fine because we were expecting about 50 people and the room that they'd given at the. Yeah. Yeah. Funeral home. Funeral place. Yeah. 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 Parlor. It's not a parlor. Is it a parlor? Funeral parlor. Might be a funeral parlor. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know in the if you know. Let, send us a yeah yeah. I won't Google it. I'll wait no, for no, somebody no, to me message too. me. Send us a DM after yeah. this thing to this yeah. everybody and let us know what it's called. But yeah, like they had to move us to the bigger room because wow. people just kept arriving. In. Wow. And then you know it was just I I it was really important to me to go around and thank everyone for coming and say hello and because it was just it felt like it was almost awkward not to. I didn't want people just standing around. You kind of 
It wanted was, them to feel welcome. Yeah, it was important to, for everyone to be included, and there was people I didn't really know, and that was fine. But it was one of the one of the girls that we of that group we used to have a fair bit to do with, and we were like went over, and she just said like, "You, you don't need to do this. Like, relax. Like, this is an important day for you guys." And like talking about like the whole group, and that's that's just one of those little things that really stuck with me. Like such an I think I don't think she would remember saying that to me, but it's just something that's really stuck. It was just yeah, I think we we assumed so much responsibility. Yeah guilt and yeah, guilt and 100%, feeling, yeah. yeah like i was talking i was talking to the boys today like i just put in the chat we like hey guys i'm going on the pod if there's anything you don't want me to talk about yeah that's thing. because it's at the end of the day my story is one of 10 yeah one of 11 of so much overlap and yeah. then we had a we had a wider group as well that literally just spawned from having kick-ons yeah and the group <laughs> remains still just called kick-ons yeah and that's like I think at its peak they had about 40, 45 people. Yeah, no it. doubt. And that they were all like we hung out all also the time. connected. Yeah, so we were all very close. Um, and I, I try really hard not to exclude them from how close they were. Like, just okay, yes, we were the sort of ten. Yeah, of course. That went to school, but it was still a big group and a big yeah, community. Yeah, it touched a lot of people. The, yeah, the night that we all sort of found out, I remember we all went to one of the boys Jono's house, and there was like fifty of us all crammed into his little yeah. Um, I guess a living room. I don't know what you would call that room. And that was like, you, you couldn't point to anyone that you didn't feel really knew Eric or was really close to him. That's surreal. And um, so, yeah, like when I say it's one of 10, that's just that particular group. But there was so many people that have just as much acclaim to being that close with him. If you feel comfortable, can you take me back to that night in that room? I remember um, – it was again similar to the, the the funeral, but this was a few days before. It was just remember, just people just kept rocking up, yeah, and that was super overwhelming. And then I can't remember exactly how, but we got I think it was confirmation either just of his death or the cause, because I think I can't remember exactly what we first thought it was, but we kind of hoped that it was accidental yeah you kind of clung on clung on to that and i think when we kind of got confirmation that no this was he chosen to do this that was i think the first time i remember crying and just like running outside and um yeah that was yeah that was just like it just felt like i'd lost that maybe he didn't mean to and then when it's deliberate that then just brings well what could i have done yeah you know, like he'd sent the day of. So I think like it happened overnight, but I think it was the Tuesday. So the sort of the day before the night of, he mess- I remember he messaged the chat being like, everyone come to Eric's. Um, this was just in like our our school chat table, yeah. table they're called, because um, we just used to sit at the same table every day at lunch at school. That. I remember somebody somebody just said, yeah, I'll, like sweet, I'll come over after work or something like that. I just finished a long day at uni. I was like, no, I'm just going to go home. That's fine. Yeah. That is a message that I reread like a million times and just i don't know like with hindsight i know that i could have gone and maybe something different happens yeah but to me it's just another at the time it's just another tuesday like like he loved hanging out with us so he he would send stuff like that all the time like you made it when you could so yeah there was like a, a, like you know you mentioned survivor's guilt that was a huge part of that was just yeah there was so many instances of oh maybe i could have actually in fact, no, it's not even could have. There are so many things that I could have done differently. That doesn't mean I had the knowledge at the time. Yeah. 
But the reality is there's so many things, and this will probably be the case in so many situations, but yes, there are actually things you could have done. And the big thing I had difficulty with was, you know, sort of accepting that just because they could have been done, there were things that could have, things that could have saved him or, or maybe changed the situation. The expectation at the time with the information I had at the time, no way I could have known that that message no, was no. for his, you know, one last hurrah. But like even his, he'd had such, such huge plans for his birthday party. Yeah. That was only like a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. After, and I remember one of the boys lived in Sydney at the time and he was flying over like the next day. And one thing I've, I always found really hard, it wasn't even me, but I just felt so bad for him missing, you know, like this being one day late, essentially. Like he was literally coming to Adelaide for Eric's birthday. You know, I just, I thought that was on top of everything that we were all going through, that must have just killed. And so there's just so many different, different stories. Like I'm, I'm being careful not to say people's names. No, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not necessarily my story to tell no, for everyone. No, 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 of course. But it's, yeah, it was just, it's just really, there was so many just little bits like that that I think just amplified it for everyone. And um, yeah, like I was no different. I know they always say like that, look out for your mates and have the chats, but I find that a lot of the time a little bit um, pedestrian and a little bit yeah. sometimes just kind of throwaway comments. But yep. what for you would be a more significant and impactful way to tackle this kind of experience that you've had, right? And if you could part some wisdom on others, like what would, for personal and for Eric's sake, what would what were things that you feel like, not saying like, you know, that those ideas of what we could have, what we could yeah. do better because there's so many could do. Yeah. But what do you feel like is a really impactful kind of, yeah, actually it's a good idea or, or thing to think of. As far as like from a prevention point of view? Uh, or in, prevention, but also, not, gosh, whatever, just continuation. Yeah. Prevention yeah, and just exactly. living with, right? Well, that's, that's, that's the big thing as well is it also took probably a couple of years to go, okay, maybe you could have done all these things and yeah. it doesn't happen that night. But what about the night after that or the yeah. night after that? Like yeah. it's at some point, if, if that's what he really wanted to do, nobody else has got any power. To exactly right. That. That's his existence. Yeah. So yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you that the, the sort of throwaway comments and mm. it's almost, you see memes about it of like the boys starting a podcast and just saying like, we're trying to break the stigma. Yeah. And, look you at know. me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. I know. It's hilarious. Yeah. Those guys, they those suck. guys, they suck. <laughs> no, but I know exactly what you mean. But, another, another, another hetero white guy yeah. making a podcast or but whatever. With that said, those ones, they all, they'll say that at the start and then go talk about footy for. Oh, bro. Hours. I couldn't think of anything worse. But obviously we appreciate what you boys are doing. Thank we know you. that. That's Thank not, you. Within, no, that's no, not, no, 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 that's I, not in but no, but I, that's why I'm saying it. Right. I, so, so I feel like it's such a commodified, I feel like yes, it's a commercialized 100%. perception of what it means to be there for people and looking after your mates. And I just, I just, I think there's so many bigger roots of evil that we need to tackle first yeah. before just, just before we say, just say, hey, th- mate. Yeah. I think we're, we're certainly beyond just, oh, just check in. Yeah. Because, okay, great. You've checked in. They're doing awful. What now? now? What? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, obviously that's better than nothing. Sure. And that's a great, of course. a great starting of course. point. And I am- beyond appreciative for the people that did that for me. Yeah. Certainly at, at around that time period and since. I think maybe one thing that's particularly true within Australia is not just seeing your mates to drink or go out. Yeah. Because like when, when you really get down and think about it, it's a lot of the time, particularly in that period of life, where I would see most of the boys on a Thursday night before we go to the Havi, on a Saturday night before we go to Cali, 
and maybe after kick-ons on Sunday, we'd go and get, you know, brunch or lunch or depending when we wake up, whatever it is. Yeah. But then you're always drinking and that's great. Don't get me wrong. First year out of uni. Awesome. Great fun. Even now. That's fantastic. Yeah. But yeah. It's a, it's a, um, it's not meaningful. Yeah. And it's also like alcohol is a, um, depressant. depressant. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's a clue Literally. in the word. You know? Yeah. 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 You know, but then it's, it's difficult, like sort of finding what's the other things you can do. So like one of the things I love is even just like going to the, the football or like soccer, or whatever with my mates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe there's a couple of beers involved, but it's not, not getting that's pissed. not the sole, yeah, yeah. that's not the sole thing. Or it might be, you know, like on, on this Friday coming, I'm going to go see a mate and the new Calvin Harris album's dropping. We're just going to go sit down. He's got great little speaker system. Yeah. We're going to go just listen to that. Oh, yeah. And that's great. And it, yeah. you know, it's Calvin Harris this week. It'll be someone else in a couple of weeks. Like that's just, that's a great little thing. Album drops. Yeah. So I just yeah. think, I just think finding stuff beyond just drinking and that might be footy club. It might be, yeah, you know, so many different things. I'm not going to tell people what hobbies to have. No, of course. But, but like something, something, something meaningful spent time, meaningful time spent together. And yeah. And even, yeah. It doesn't, you don't even have to do anything. Like you can go for a walk or, yeah. um, yeah, like stuff yeah. during the day. I think all these sorts of things so that, because, I don't know, you're not, if you're at pre's or something like that and someone goes, oh, how you doing? Are you really going to go, oh, oh, actually struggling, man? Could man. do with a really good chat right now. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do, everyone just brushes it off as drunk chat. Yeah. Exactly well, right. That was, that was another thing with with Eric was a lot of the time he did joke Open about up. it. And yeah. It's or, okay. So what, which parts do you take seriously? And that was his seriously? coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Like you can't say a bad thing about him doing that because- you know, that's, you know, you joke about it hoping that someone goes, dude, you've, you've kind of joked about that yeah. a lot recently. Is yeah. everything okay? You know, that's, that's super, super common now. I think just with any kind of um, sort of mental illness or anything to do with that, you'll see all over like Twitter, Instagram, whatever, like memes of just joking about it. The whole yeah. thing is just, um, you know, me, me at my psych telling 40% of the story and, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And yeah, you know, telling 40% of the story and not understanding why they've not solved all my problems. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost has become... Satirical. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, at what point do you sort of take it seriously? Yeah. You know, like, it, I, it's, yeah, stupid little things. I remember coming out of an exam, it would have been the November after the August. Yeah. And someone going like, oh yeah, really tanked that, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. And it's like, I know that, like it was You're like a friend of mine, to. like I know that you would just... I, like I know they know Eric. Yeah. I know they know what happened literally months ago. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. But then it's, you know, it's hard. Some, yeah. But then it's, what, it's so some a, people can joke about it because it's a coping mechanism and then yeah. others can't, I don't know. It's, it's it's, tough it gets one. complicated. It's a tough one. I know. I think it's, I think it's definitely an insensitive thing yeah. to joke about. Regardless. Yeah. Regardless. And I respect that it's a coping mechanism, but yeah. I think if anyone's using that as a coping mechanism, maybe that's a better sign to, to do more than just check into yeah. that person. Right? Yeah, for sure. I also, I think firstly, your first point about getting a hobby with people to do, like yeah. doing something meaningful, yeah. I'm spent on working on something and, and doing something greater than just drinking. Yeah, exactly. And right. going to town is special. Yeah, yeah for and sure. And there's lots to, be, lots to be done there. Like I've been like skateboarding dude at the oh, moment, yeah? like oh, every, every day. You too or something you've done? No, I, no I did it as a kid yeah, yeah. when I was like 10 yeah. and then a little bit in high school. And then lately, I don't know what it was, like my best mate. Cooper kind of just randomly started getting back into it. Yeah, and then before it. I knew it, we got like a group of 10 of us now who go every Saturday. Do you lean into the aesthetic as well? Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to. Good. You have to, don't oh, you? I, Beanie on, all yeah, black, 
No, it's a wonderful yeah, aesthetic. I mean, you don't go play any other sport and not put on the uniform, right? Like, damn, that's so true. Yeah, you so gotta why, put the aesthetic. Why, why not? Why not yeah. go full for the skater, Tony exactly. Hawk? But no, I think. Yeah. But I was just saying to him today. I was just saying because we just sat there. We got there at ten thirty. We didn't leave until two thirty. Yeah, awesome. And we went and got some lunch yeah. afterwards. And I just said to him, I was like, "This is wonderful because I'm like we're in the sun right now. Yeah, we're not spending any money. That's a huge one. I'm not on my phone. Yeah, and I'm just hanging out with you and I'm doing something." that we're going to remember forever. Or even if we don't remember, I still feel right. I'm so yeah, present right now. You might not remember that exact time Moment, you went skating. I'll, just, I'll remember the time spent. You, you remember going skating with yeah, them. Yeah. And, and be 100%. grateful for that. So I, I think that's really special. Yeah. I think that's a really cool thing. And yeah, I think that's a great point. And I, and I think back onto the, the language side of things and yeah. communication, I, I work with a lot of younger people. Yeah. And one thing I'm noticing so much is they'll say just like, oh, sorry, I said that I'm depressed in the sense yeah. of like, they'll do a bad kick. And then they'll say like, oh, sorry. And I'll be like, no, 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 don't. Like, it's all good. Fine. Don't say sorry. Yeah. Like, you don't need to apologize at training. Yeah. I'll tell the the girls that like, you don't need to apologize. Yeah, of course. You're learning. There's no point in, a, like, you don't got to apologize for anything out here. You're doing a great job. Yeah. But then they'll be like, oh, sorry. I said it. So depressed at the moment. Or not even in like a, they'll be doing it in a joking way and so flippant. Yeah. And I just like hear it and I just go like, oh, don't, don't say that. Well, it's but like, yeah. you know, like, it's just like, it's terrible. That's don't, a don't huge say that. Thing. And it just sort of, you wouldn't say, oh, sorry, I did that. I've got cancer. Exactly. Like, I yeah, just yeah. feel like it's just this idea that we still don't respect, I think, depression as a disease. Uh, yeah, massively yeah, legitimizes yeah. it. And then I think it doesn't necessarily, I think there's so many genuine cases of depression, 100%. Like, there's no question of that. Yeah. I was one of them. Yeah. Like, it exists, 100%. Yeah. But there are so many that I think it's like, are you exercising? Are you sleeping? What do you, like, yeah. There's like a, there's a Jim Carrey quote where he's like, he believes depression is a genuine thing, but if you're not eating well, sleeping well, exercising, being grateful, a couple other things, then you're not giving yourself a fighting chance. Yeah. So if you're, if you're trying to do the right things and it's not, because it's not always going to, there's people no. that are super healthy, super yeah, on top yeah. of things and they get depression and they commit suicide. Mm. That happens. Mm. So it is of course a real genuine mm. thing, but I, I do worry about how many sort of illegitimate ones or kind of like you say, just saying it for the sake of saying it or because they kind of know well, how you're going to prove that. I think that, it's a tough one, right? Yeah, it's such sure. an interesting discussion. I, I believe because then I also refer back to that idea of like, well, if you're so depressed that you can't do those things that make you better. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a tough thing sometimes. Yeah, for like sure. The desire to gym is gone. Yeah. Desire to eat 100%. healthy is gone. Yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. So dark. So I, Obviously, I empathize, yeah, to yeah, those things. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I, I think we we lose those cases, and that throwing of the word when you have just have more education, yeah, and 100%. I think actual education yeah. as opposed to saying check on your mates, yeah, like when we really start considering what's one thing that I heard I thought that was amazing that they someone I was someone we did an episode with, yeah, she had lost a lot of friends to suicide, yeah, and she just and family friends and and the 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 way she described it I really enjoyed it because she said this family friend of mine lost their battle to suicide. Sorry, lost their battle to depression. Yeah. Like the idea of losing yes. your battle to depression, yeah, yeah, like sure. akin to losing battle to cancer. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I think that's a really amazing way of looking at it and considering it yeah. because it's, no, no, this is a very serious disease that deserves the respect and yes. time that you would give to a cancer or anything like that. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and yeah, so I think, gosh, if we could just, just further education in that yeah. field, but like critical education, like really great education because we just, 
thoughts and prayers. So all yeah, you hear so yeah. many damn thoughts and prayers or check up on your mates or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, like you got to like actually educate human beings to yeah. have these effective conversations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think that it's a, point. It's a start. It's a great start. Yeah. And like, I'll, I'll clarify as well. I don't mean that. No, you I can know what exercise you mean. And, and those things are going to go it. away. No. I know what you mean, but you've got to give yourself a fighting chance. Yeah, and if, if you do have the energy or do the you? will to do it, yeah. do it, man. It makes such a, such a difference. Like yeah, one of yeah. my big things has always been I can go for a run yeah, and that'll – maybe it won't get me from like a 1 out of 10 to a 10 out of 10, but it gets me to a 4 and then, hey, maybe I'm at 4. I can get to a 5. I can yeah. get to a – you know, and it's it's incremental, but, oh, man, I've had days where I've not got out of bed. Oh, bro. 100%. And yeah. that's that's – not because I don't think it's that grim, exercise hey. is going to help. It's grim, isn't it? You know it's going to help. Yeah. The worst feeling is knowing you're knowing exactly what you've got yeah. to do to make it better, but you and just can't do it. A self-care day turns into a self-care week, turns right? into a self-care month. And then, oh, and then, no, like I'm depressed. I'm going to watch Netflix all day. But if I'd just done the study, that's one less thing I'm worrying about. <sighs> yeah. Or if I just, you know, went and worked on this friendship or relationship, yeah. that's not going to be causing me stress. And all these things that are spiraling out of control yeah. around you while you're going self-care day, Netflix. If you just put your attention on, if you can, again, if you can, if you can put your attention on something like that, just that fixes one thing and then it's, you know, domino effect and you can sort of kick on from, that's what I've found this year at least. It's funny, my house, my nickname in my, like in our, like my share house group chat is Coffee Dates. Oh yeah. Because I go on like three a week, but it's for that, like that exact reason. It's like, I, and people laugh at me for it or whatever, but the reason I do it is for me. Yeah, yeah, Like people think like, oh, you're so intrigued in other people while you do this podcast. You know, you're trying to get our yeah. stuff out of people or you're, you're doing it to see that person. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm doing it purely for me because if I don't, I don't feel regulated. I don't feel, yeah. I don't have good connections. Seeing people, having a coffee with people is like one of the best things in yeah. the world for me. And it's 100%. just an easy way. Like you said, like time spent with someone yeah. that is making my life better. I mean, I noticed a difference when I was working from home versus being in the office. Yeah, no doubt. I was in, literally in my study from, this is when I was doing full-time work, full-time uni. Yeah. I'd be in my in my study all day doing work. Then, you know, in theory, that evening I'm doing uni. Well, <laughs> yeah. that always happened, but the idea, it's not like I was really doing much else. I'd normally no. finish work and, oh, big day at work, Netflix. Yeah. But, you know, in theory, it's still, it's just me in that same room. Yeah, yeah, all day. All day, every day. Yeah. And then on the weekend, maybe I see my mates, but maybe it's just to go out or whatever, you know, go to the soccer, whatever it might be. Even just going into the office, I was really lucky when I started that I started with like two really good mates. They're not there anymore, but even just- Having them around. Going in, being able to have a coffee with like one of my best mates who happens to work with me and he's in a different office now, but now like just like my workmates, it's like I've got the same guy, we get a coffee, same time. Every When we're in the office, it's like, it's a well-oiled machine. We know yeah, what's yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's great. That makes my day so much yeah. better than working from home. Look, I don't get to maybe do all the sort of chores around the house that I do when I'm working from home or but the slightly longer lunch break. Or a quick little like mix. That. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, it's, 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 yeah, surrounding yourself with people, it's it's self-serving just as much as it is just to see, see people. You yeah. know? Like it's not just about seeing what they're up to. Um, that's a great part of it. But just seeing people is yeah. such a special thing. Get you out of the house. Yeah, yeah. You probably, you might go for a walk, get some sunlight, get some exercise. You know, it, you can tick multiple boxes with it. On that, if you're listening to this and struggling getting out of bed and, and those sort of feelings, one thing I can recommend, and this is my tip and it's ridiculous, but if you love coffee like I do, just, and you have a close person next to you, just organize a coffee day at 8.30 the next morning. Yeah. Like, because then it's, you're, 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 
you have responsibility to someone yeah, else. You, exactly. you don't want to ruin that person's day. Yeah. And that pressure, if it can, if it can help, if it doesn't, if it doesn't, but I find that it helps me all also, the time. If I'm feeling down, I'll organize something the next yeah. morning really early. And that's got another little cheat code in it as well. Because if you wake up and you're still feeling shit, you're going to cancel probably. That person goes, oh, he's canceling. Might just check in properly with him. Yeah. And so like you're getting exactly. that proper check in yep. because they know that you've canceled because you're not feeling up to it. Then that forces the conversation and you're probably going to uncancel and go catch up with them anyway. Mate, thank you. I think that was a one that was obviously amazing for you to share. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and thank you and, and and rest in peace, Eric. And and thank you for sharing your story as well because that, I can only imagine a trauma that that would bring up losing a friend and also experiencing those those feelings as well. And yeah, a bit of a two for one. For sure, yeah. for sure. Thank yeah, you yeah. again. No, and I appreciate having the um the sort of forum to to do that with yeah, you boys. I love the project, as you know. Thank so. you. Well, and special also, I love having these chats about people's hardships, but then I love, I hope a lot of people get a lot out of it, of that 30-minute, I feel like, chat we just had yeah. them talking about actual, the actual dealings of it. Yeah. Of two young men um, who have struggled with depression, not just, yeah. it's, a lot of the time it's really easy for me here on the on the pod to just like listen to someone's story and just listen to it. Yeah, yeah. But I think I want to start moving into, it's good to actually get more critical and actually provide some insider things to do. Yeah, yeah on those things and can and I make add, it better please add more oh, I forgot there's one bit I just want yeah, to touch yeah, on yeah 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 that kind of links links the two together please yeah yeah was um, so particularly in that first aftermath in the like month two months three months after Eric passed there was so much so many people going oh you shouldn't have to deal with this you shouldn't have to be going through this particularly at your age yeah so much of that and absolutely right but that was sort of juxtaposed with the reality that that is what I was going through. Yeah. And I think that was one thing that I didn't really acknowledge until quite recently. Um, I started seeing a new psych back end of last year. And when we were talking through it and I was sort of telling him about this sort of, everyone's telling you like, you shouldn't have to be going through this. This is awful. Death's normal when it's like, we're talking about like grandparents. That's part of their part of life. You get older, you, you pass away. That's the natural progression. Yeah. Not when you're 19. No. So all of it, all the chat was, you know, you shouldn't have to be dealing with this at this age. Yeah, like I say, juxtaposed with the reality that we were. And I think that just created so much for me, so much subconscious like resentment. Yeah. Not to Eric, but just to the situation. Yeah, of course. I don't, I don't want to have to be going through this. Yeah. Why me? Why they're me like, now? Yeah, they're yeah. right. I shouldn't be having to. But yeah, I word. And I think that was just, that was kind of what made, you know, the sort of Eric passing, what that, how that really fed into my own depression was that kind of, yeah, I shouldn't have to do this. But it became a lot of me comments. Yeah. A lot of like, yeah, yeah, it's happening to me. I can't believe this is happening to yeah. me. I'm 19. I shouldn't have to be going through this. You know, and we're sitting here and I've, I've you know, been talking about how there's the 10 other people that had almost identical yeah. situation to me and the 30 other people that had a very similar one as well. Yeah, of course. But at that time in my head, this was only happening to me and I would check in on people. So like logically I knew that everyone's going through the same thing and I was but doing it didn't the right mean things. Shit. But when it's just me yep. by myself with my thoughts, it was like, how could this be happening just to me? No one else could possibly understand, even though I was probably had a conversation an hour ago with someone that just went through the same thing. And we were <laughs> yeah. talking about how much we understood each other. Yeah. And somehow just, you know, short term memory loss, that just the conversation would just disappear. Yeah. Naturally. Really just a sort of interesting thing. I, it's been quite nice this year, looking back on a lot of things and kind of making sense of it and going, Oh, that's how that led to that, led to that, led to that. Of course. But yeah, like now I think you do just sort of accept that, Okay, it's not a great part of life, but it is part of life. Yeah. Everyone's, this podcast has proven itself that everyone does have 
hardships. They're not all identical, but the notion of not deserving to go through something like this becomes redundant because nobody, yeah. yeah, no one deserves any of the yeah, hardships. But everyone goes through them. Yeah. Um, They're so universal. Exactly. Yeah. Not the specificity of them, but the fact that we do all have them. Yeah, exactly right. There you go. That was that was that was good. No, that, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, that was good. That was a good ending. Thank yeah. you, mate. Sweet. Thank you. How you feeling? Good man. Weight off. Weight off. Big weight off. Nice. And man. I think you know, like I said, I can't remember if we were recording when I said this or not, but just that sort of closing the chapter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has been. It's been four years, and I think the last time that Eric really had an effect on me was, I think it was maybe three or four months ago. We were at a house party. I didn't really think anything of it until we were leaving. And then we just drove past his street. And I just, I didn't even realize we we're in the same suburb. And I just like saw the street and there's all just memories being in his house just flash. And then I was just like in the back of the car, just dead silent, but just like tears, just going for it. Like you had a few drinks as well. That's when it hits you even more. But I felt like that was kind of like the lot, that was almost closure in itself. Like sort of going back to his house by accident, not even really going to his house, just being there, yeah. having that kind of closure there. And just, I feel like this is a good way to just, I'm telling the story because it's come to an end again not its existence like it's still going to be part of my life and who i am maybe that chapter for you in some way but it's yeah but it's a chapter a it's part a chap- of the chapter yeah, it's yeah, to the yeah. next one it's always something i acknowledge like um you know this sunday at the time of recording the sunday coming the seventh is the, the exact fourth anniversary yeah and i think that's just like a really nice sort of cathartic thing for me of just no this is this is the end of where it impacts my day-to-day life but it's still a huge part of who i am and um, can you know can acknowledge both of those things. If you could have five minutes with Eric, what do you feel like you'd say? I think um, so much of it would just be catching him up. Yeah. You know, even I think I was asked that question within months of him passing and within those months, so much had changed. Like that was from say like August to November. So many different things had happened, not even just yeah with, with him passing away, but just different things like, People breaking up, people getting yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the dramas. Yeah, all the just little things. Days like of our lives. We've been up to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think like when I went on exchange, that was sort of immediately after. I think he would love to have heard about that. Like that was totally his his kind of scene. I think if he had had the ability, he would have come and visit for sure. Like if a couple of the boys did. Um, and I just think like yeah, just different. Like he was just one of those people that just loved to hear about your highlights. And I know we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that shortly, but. I don't think he did Triple H, he just did H. And it was always highlights. He just wanted to hype you up, hear what was been what had been going on. Like it would be, you know, like you'd it'd be a Sunday morning after you've all been at Supers and he'd be like, Oh, so did you kiss so and so? Like yeah, it was always that was what he was <laughs> That was him. He was, was always him. he wanted to know, not for his own like But just for you to Yeah, he wanted to hype talk you up about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Um I remember we were talking about that night where we'd all came together at my mate's house the sort of the night after. And I remember that was the thing that we sort of all kind of went around the circle talking about something we remembered about him. And I just always remembered him. The thing I said was like, he was always making sure you were having a good time. So he would be, he would see your cups empty. He's sorting that out. He's a real hype man. Yeah, for sure. So I think like, you know, I think even, uh, you know, talking about Loverboy a couple of weeks ago, would love to have had him part of the boiler room. Yeah. And it's just like little things like that. Like I'll notice his absence just a little bit more because he would have just, Absolutely loved it. He would have loved that moment. Yeah. He would have been so happy seeing you, DJ. Yeah, for yeah, for me. Not for you. Not, not because for him he or was he's behind cool. the decks yeah. or clout or anything like that. He would have just been sight like, that's my mate. Yeah. That's Callum. I know him. That's awesome. And then he would have gone to speak to all the pretty girls 
a lover boy. Naturally. As um as, as is the way. As is the way. Death but, taxes yeah. and pretty girls yeah. are lover boy. That's it. That's it. Um <laughs> and Yeah, right. That's awesome. So I think yeah, it would just be it would just be the highlights reel of the last few years. And I think I'd I'd probably want to use at least some of the time just to try and understand him a little bit a little bit better and just sort of maybe how he landed on that being the only option because I know having been so close to it myself I know that my thought was always okay like my mum or like my young cousins like I did that was always a huge thing for me was like not wanting my auntie to have to explain to my you know at the time I think 10 and 8 year old cousins what had happened like I just couldn't I you know I mean so I just I always felt like I had things and I just like, I, it makes me sad even now just he mustn't have had those things yeah. or those things weren't strong enough for him at that yeah. time. So I think, yeah, I'd probably maybe spend a minute going through the highlights reel and I feel yeah. like I could Summarize power it through them, you yeah. know, if I had to. Two minutes. But yeah, had a push and then use the rest of the time to just, yeah, Chat really try him. and, yeah, just because it's just, it's just one of those things that happens so quickly. Like as much as you get your closure, you don't, you're never going to really know why or what exactly led to that moment inside his head and that's that's fine it's his it's his thoughts they're his you know like we don't need to be privy to them all the time but it's just i would love to know and i guess in a in a more genuine sense if there was something i could have done not in a okay i know that if i'd showed up not in the way we're talking about before of but like genuinely like what would have actually helped him because you know it's one thing i was talking about it having been close and then we've been helped however you know, by different people or different things. So I think that, you know, the people that have actually gone, what could have helped them because whatever it was, they didn't quite have it. And that's no one's fault. But I would just love to know, I guess, what that missing piece might have been. And it could have been a million pieces. We don't know. Yeah. How could I have been a better mate if that was, I don't, I know that that wasn't part of it, I'm sure. No. And you know that you were a great mate and you know that you had a very close bond, but what were some specific things that you could have? What would have helped him? What would have helped him? Yeah. Because you would have, if you'd known, you would have done it yeah, in a heartbeat. Exactly, exactly. But which it's just, is a hard you don't thing. Know. You don't. And that kind of goes back to what we we're talking about before. It's not just a check in. Yeah. You know, you check like I did. I checked in on him. Probably not as much as I, given that he would kind of told us. I think we, like I said, I kind of thought, well, I'm safe. And I he joked about way. it. Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, I was 19. Like, oh. I kind of need to go easy on yourself. Yeah. Well, like for sure, you know, you're 19. I didn't. All you're worrying about is supers and kissing girls. Exactly. And that's um. <laughs> yeah. It's just. I don't, you can't you can't put you know you 23 24 year old wisdom no. on, onto that but no no it's um yeah it's, it's it's really tricky because of course you can always you can always do more but i mean like i didn't i didn't know a thing about it like i didn't even as much as i was feeling the same way i don't even think about seeing a psych until about two months after he yeah he passed like it didn't even yeah so i'm sure he was the same and yeah of course you i think a big reason i wanted to come on and chat to you here in such a public way is not that I necessarily feel it's, it's my story is worth sharing any more than anybody else's, but I wish that I had more knowledge at 19. Yeah. If I knew that other people have had a similar experience and it's not even necessarily, do I reach out to those people? I mean, anyone's welcome to, of course. Yeah. But just hearing it. Yeah. Just hearing that is okay. This is, a, this is a thing. This is a situation people do deal with. Yeah. And they do come out the other side. Yeah. I think that that would have helped immensely, just for my own yeah, sanity course. more yeah. than anything else. Because you do, you just get sort of trapped in this. This doesn't happen to anybody else. We don't deserve to be going through all these sorts of things, mm. and you just get a bit lost in that. So I think having it as a 
not necessarily normalize. I wouldn't say I want to normalize this, but no, but familiarize it. Yes, no, no, no. I think that is perfect. Yeah, I think so. Just just to make it something known. Yeah, I don't want to use the buzzword of awareness. Yeah, you do empathetic. I think empathy is a great way of feeling it. Yeah, if you can. That's my buzzword on this part. It's always empathy. If you see people have gone through it and they've come out the other side, then there's no reason why. You can't. you can't or yeah. at least um, start taking some of the steps that maybe worked for them and go on from there. Thanks for listening to the Triple H podcast. Like and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Music to stay up to date with episodes and follow us at the Triple H podcast on Instagram. If you wish to get in touch with us, send an email at the Triple H podcast at gmail.com. Special thank you to Prizefight for providing the theme his song, Vulnerable. And thank you to Uncle Michael O'Brien for our show's Welcome to Country.